What's up, everybody? My name is Joshua Stein from the J. Stein Law Firm, a personal injury law firm in Atlanta, Georgia. And welcome to the next episode of Sports and Torts, where each week we sit down with our friends, peers, and colleagues and talk sports, law, and business. Boy, do we have a special guest for you all today. My guest today is none other than the man himself, Mr. Brian Scott. Brian is originally from Pennsylvania and played college football at Penn State University. He was then drafted in the second round of the 2003 NFL Draft by the Atlanta Falcons, our hometown Atlanta Falcons, and he went on to have a great 10-year NFL playing career. But, it, but Brian's story does not stop there. He is an entrepreneur who is now experiencing great success in business. After his playing career, Brian started a business that develops revolutionary shoe undersoles that frankly makes all of our feet more comfortable and lets us live healthier lifestyles. The business ultimately led to his current position at Foot Solutions, and we're going to hear all about how that happened. Brian, I'm so happy to have you here at my house this morning. Welcome. Josh, thank you for having me, sir. Happy Friday, and thank you for hosting me in your beautiful home, man. I, I appreciate that. I pre- it's Friday, it's sun's out. Yes. I mean, it's, it's great. How, how are you doing today? Man, I cannot complain. I can't complain at all, man. Every day is a good day. Now, you're a trooper. You're telling me that you had a, a, a cross-country red-eye flight to... California this, this this week, so I appreciate you still smiling. Yes, you man, earlier this week, a flight out there, and then the red eye back. It, it does take a toll, but you just keep going, man. Got to keep going, yeah, yeah. Keep going. So so you're a few years younger than me, um, and I'm reading about you, and I just can't figure out how you've packed into your life all the stuff that you've done. I mean, are you one of these just high-motor guys that's always always doing something, always got the next challenge? Always doing something, man. I think as a kid, you know, mom was like, sit down, go sit down somewhere, always into something. But now I don't think she minds it as much. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I'm like that too. My wife, I drive her crazy because I just, I get bored easily yeah. and I'm always wanting to do something. Uh-huh. And sitting down on the couch, like watching TV is just never been kind of the way I've yeah, been it doesn't do it for so, Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're going to, we're going to, uh, we're going to try to pack a lot into this hour. I might talk faster than usual. That, that's only because I want to get to it all. So I, I want to start with, um, talking about two quotes of yours that I've read, yeah. um, that I think are just so important, um, for everybody to, 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 you know, live their life by. And the mm-hmm. first one, you told my son this yeah. quote. You know what I'm going to say. I yeah. bet. Uh, you came to his football practice last yes. year, uh, yes. spoke to his fifth grade team, and you said something that resonated with him so much mm-hmm. that he, he, he talks about. Yeah. And what you said was, hard work beats talent. talent. That's right. When talent doesn't work doesn't hard. Doesn't work hard. That's right. You right. say it in your voice. Yeah. The, <laughs> um, because... It's so true, right? I mean, is that yes. how you, is that how you've always lived your life and always kind of lived your always lived the life? You know, um, even at a young age, we were just kind of taught there's someone out there that's working hard right now to whatever it is that you want to aspire to be. They're working hard to take that same position, and I always say, you know, we we were born with with an amount of talent. Like I say, you know, we were sprinkled with something, right? God sprinkles you with something. And some people were just sprinkled with a little extra, which is totally fine. And unfortunately, some that were sprinkled with a little extra, they haven't figured out how to put it all together, right? Um, and so that was just always, that was ingrained in me, you know, and, and I saw it through the years, through in high school, college, professionally, guys that it was like, man, they are so doggone talented. If they could just figure out how to work hard with that talent, then you you become a Kobe. You become a Michael Jordan, right? Right. When you can marry those two things. Oh, I, that's it, where it the magic happens. It must have driven you crazy <laughs> to, to see these guys have all the talent in the world and they just don't want to put the effort in. Yeah, but, you know, it, it has to click. It, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a connection of mental, physical. It has to come together, you know? I love it. I love it. Well, thank you for instilling that into my son because... I think it really resonated with him and he's got plenty of talent, um, you know, in, in the sports he plays, but he needs to work harder. Yeah. And, and I think yeah. that that's going to be the back of his mind. He'll be like, okay, I remember when, when coach Scott told me that, so, man, that's so, awesome. so, so that good. makes me feel good, man. Yeah. yeah. So, so good on you. The other one, <laughs> the other one that I, that I like from a professional standpoint and just a human being standpoint is when in doubt, be patient, be kind. That's right. That's right. It's beautiful. <laughs> in, in, in today's world, I mean, that's what we need. That's what we need, man. And you'll be surprised that though that simple statement right there, and, and a lot of times, not just even in the, in the professional world, just personal relationships, you know, being a parent, being a husband, um, like, oh, what's going on? Wait, let me just be patient, understand it, you know, seek to understand before being understood, and then respond with kindness and love. The world would be so 
much better. The world would be so much better <laughs> if that platform could just be be shared everywhere, especially on social media where there's yeah. so much just hate is spewed. And, That's right. You know, if people would just be nice to one another, we'd all be in a better spot. Yeah. So um, <laughs> I take that quote for me. The other quote for my son, <laughs> for I think son. All, all those listeners, um, I, I hope that, that that resonates with them. So, so good on you. Um, so I, I introduced you as, as being born in Pennsylvania, yes. which is right. That's correct. Uh, That's and correct. you played multiple sports growing up and multiple yes. sports in high school, which, which I think is so important. I mean, today's day and age, everybody gets so hyper-focused on just one on sport one thing. At too yeah. early. Too, way too early. And, and I imagine your message to kids is don't do that. That's right. That's right. Be a kid. You know, when you're a kid, you can experience so many different things. How do you know at the age of five, six, seven, eight, what you're going to want to do when you're older, right? Um, and there's so many other values that are just, when you can, and we'll talk about sports specifically, right? Being able to cross train and developing your body to, to move in certain ways versus the repetitive motion of something over and over and over again. I think that's why kids are getting burnt out earlier. That's why they're experiencing so many injuries because it's like, it's just overuse. You overuse. Know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the repetition of doing the same thing over and over <laughs> again, especially in baseball. Like, they're playing so oh many more gosh. games at yes. such a younger age. And yeah. The arms are just begging arms, for relief. That's right. Um, that's and so right. I'm, I'm thrilled that, you know, I don't, I don't talk about my, my, my kids the whole time, but you yeah. know, they do multiple sports. And I think that, like you said, from, from season to season, yeah. it just trains their body in such a, a better which way. Which is great, which is awesome. Well-rounded. Well-rounded, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so you, you obviously ended up, you know, focusing on football. Mm-hmm. Um, was that because you liked it? You know, you, it was your biggest passion. You loved it. You were the best at it. Like what yeah. led you to that? You direction? know, it's kind of funny. I always say I didn't choose football. Football really chose me. Um, even though, so I started playing football at the age of five and um, we were driving by, you know, the local Pop Warner field and I saw those kids outside running around. I was like, mom, stop the car. We got to stop. And, uh, you know, went on the field and saw there were some kids playing tackle, you know, some really big kids, some little smaller kids playing tackle. I said, that's what I want to do, mom. And so they asked how old I was, and I was like, I'm five. So they were like, you're going to be over there with the little touch team. <laughs> and I cried. I was so upset. I was yeah, like, no, I don't no, want to no, play no, touch. No. I want to play no. tackle, right? Um, but through the years, I developed a love for basketball. And like every other kid that was about my age, you grew up thinking, I want to be the next Michael Jordan, you know? Um, and I was actually, I, man, I, I grew really fast. I was probably six feet in middle school. Okay. Right. And I started dunking in seventh grade. So I'm thinking like, like man, I'm MJ 23. Here, yes, here we come. Well, nope, I didn't grow anymore. You know, I had tapped out and, um, yeah, when I got through high school, you know, the college recruiting process, I was getting recruited by a lot of division one schools for football. And I was waiting for those Division One basketball scholarships to come in and not one. No, no. <laughs> so I was like, well, I guess I'm going on to play football. <laughs> so, so Penn State, I mean, growing up, that is an iconic brand in Pennsylvania. Uh, yeah. That is the school, it's right? The, it's the and, school. And, and so is that always a place that you looked at and kind of dreamed of playing at? You know what? I Because I never spent a lot of time watching TV, even growing up, um, I knew it was a big school, but... I didn't know too much else about it. Um, and so when the recruiting letters started coming in, I thought it was cool seeing, I mean, everywhere from UNC, UVA, Michigan, Penn State, Miami. I mean, every big school you can think of, UGA, you name it. Um, We'd have loved to have you at UGA, by the way. Man, but you know what kept me at Penn State? Um, so my top schools, it was University of Michigan, uh, UVA, and UNC, and then Penn State, of course. And uh when I got to Penn State, the the sit down with Coach Paterno, what he talked about, it resonated, man. And then I wasn't too far from home, so that was really the reason why. So I have I have in my notes, um, you know, Joe Paterno. Yeah, I mean, he's an iconic, legendary, yeah. and, and that's who recruited you and who yes, you played for. So, right. so when a guy like Joe Paterno walks into your living room, I mean, yeah. that's the the cliche we always hear. I yeah. mean, what is he telling you? What is yes. he? How does that conversation so, go? So honestly, the, the first probably 20 minutes that we were talking, I could not tell you what that man said because I was in such awe. I was like, this coach is sitting, you know, I'm, I'm having a one-on-one conversation with yeah. him. Um, but so the cool. things that did stick, he said these couple of things. He said, Brian, you know, um, number one, I can't promise you that I will be here at Penn State all four years that you're here. I'm getting older. I've been here for a while. And I always like to make sure I put that out there. Very honest. honest. The second thing he said was, I don't want you to choose Penn State because we have a decent football program. He said, and I don't want you to choose Penn State because maybe your friends or your parents or anyone else is trying to influence you to come here. The reason why I would want you to decide to come here is because to understand 
Number one, I'm going to make sure you go to class. I'm going to make sure that I do everything in my power to make sure you graduate because football, it may or may not work out. And if it doesn't work out, I promise you that you'll be able to keep your scholarship, but you have to continue to go to school. That's awesome. That was something my grandfather would say to me. That's awesome. And, you know, it was a very, very much different message than I was receiving from a lot of other football coaches. And I appreciated that. That's cool. That's cool. Um, that's what that that's what you want to think that these coaches yeah. are telling recruits, right? Because that's what you're looking for. That's right. I mean, that's you, right. You made the NFL, but what yeah. percentage does? Man, it's such a huge percentage that does not make right, it. Right. Right. And that's so right. you know yeah. the the idea um, of of leaving a university without the education yeah. is kind of frightening. Now you graduated. Yeah, I did graduate. And you've, you've actually gotten graduate. additional education since then. So education is obviously important <laughs> to you and your family, right? It is. It very much is. Tell the kids, yeah. stay in school. That's yeah. right. Stay in school. That's right. <laughs> so um, Happy Valley, yes. right? The whiteout. I mean, yeah. I've never been. I had, I've had. i got some friends that went to, uh, that were big Auburn fans. Okay. And so okay. last year in Auburn, yeah, two years ago, there. time okay. flies. But yeah. they couldn't say enough good things about the experience. Yeah. It's man. Well, so <laughs> my first experience going up there and the stadium has expanded since I was there. I think there was maybe 96 or 97,000 when I was there. Now I think it's 115 or 120. I don't know. Um, but to be in the sea and just look up in the stands and then they start the chant. We are Penn State. Probably still gets oh, you chills, doesn't still, it? Oh, my goodness. It, it's such a crazy feeling. So, um. <laughs> uh, so this morning at breakfast, I, I was telling my kids, of course, that you were coming over. And uh, my daughter, I said, do you have any, any questions you want me to ask Brian? Yeah. You know, and she said yes. And her question was, what did it feel like yes. running out of the tunnel? Running this out is of your question. Yeah. You know, first college yeah. game, first pro game. And yes. I'm like, that's a pretty cool question. That is a very so, cool pretty, question. Pretty thoughtful oh, question. Oh, that is a her. very cool question. So, um, you know, I honestly cannot remember running out of the tunnel for the first time at Penn State. What I do remember is they they take these what's called the blue buses, and that's where you take it from the the hotel, the football facility, to the stadium. And when they do that, all the students and the fans line up on the side of the road, you know, cheering you on. And that year, 1999, my freshman year, we were preseason ranked number one, and the national championship game was going to be the Sugar Bowl. <clears throat> so you had people that had bags of sugar Ready throwing it into the bus coming through the window. And I just could not. I was like, oh, my goodness. This is like, crazy. This is crazy. Um, and then. So I don't remember running out of the tunnel, but that game we played Arizona for week one and we destroyed them. It was supposed to be like a really close game. We ended up destroying them. And I just remember we walked back to the dorm and then it, the highlights were showing on ESPN. And I was like, man, this how is cool. Is this, this how, is how cool really is this? amazing. That's yeah. funny you say that because I've often thought I've never played at that kind of level. Of course, when I was on TV, but it'd be so cool to see yourself on SportsCenter. Yeah. You know, it, it, you know? it was very surreal. Very that's, surreal. That, that's neat. Now, and, do, you, uh, <laughs> do you get back up there for any games? So I try to. It's really tough to get back up there. Um, it's now probably been four or five years since I've been. But um, it's on the bucket list because especially with our young ones, I'm trying to get them up there. So they there. can experience yeah. it, yeah. I think James Franklin yeah. is a good coach. Um, yeah, you know he did he did well in the SEC. Uh, you know when Penn State's good, it's better for college college football. Yeah, you know, yeah, unbelievable. And I'll talk about the, the the pro experience though. Me running out of the tunnel, so that I remember vividly. It was we played uh, Falcons here. It was we were playing the Green Bay Packers in the first preseason game, and I'm standing in the tunnel, <clears throat> and all of a sudden it just hit me. I'm in the NFL. Yeah. I would tell, so I, I always felt not ashamed of that, but it was kind of embarrassing. So when I first got to Atlanta and you have a conversation, people are like, well, what do you do? It felt really weird to say, well, I play for the Atlanta Falcons, but in that You're such moment, a humble guy, I can tell. Man, it just hit me. And I remember standing in the tunnel and they had, you know, the smoke and the fire and everything going. And the tears are just streaming down my that eyes, so man. Cool. And I run out. And I see the shiny helmets of the Green Bay Packers, and there's Brett Favre warming up, and I'm like, I'm here, I'm here, I'm, he- I'm here. This is it. <laughs> and, ag- and against the iconic team and the quarterback, yeah, the quarterback. right quarterback. there. <laughs> At what point did you did you start realizing in college, like, hey, this is really a, a possibility? A possibility. Uh, so it was after my senior year, and he, man, here's how I have really viewed just life. I never, even while in college, I never thought I'm doing this. I'm gearing up for the next level. It wasn't until I had just finished my senior year and my position coach, Tom Bradley, pulled me into his office and he said, Brian, 
what's next for you, man? I said, coach, you know what? Honestly, I don't know. Um, I always had a dream of playing at the next level, but you know, maybe I'll go back to school. And he said, well, listen, Brian, he said, you have the rare size and athletic ability, that combination. And I really think you can make, you know, a nice career out of your, out of, in the next level. Um, he said, have you ever given thought to it? And I said, honestly, like I, I hadn't, I had yeah. that dream when I was a kid. So he said, well, dedicate yourself to these next couple of months, you know, training, doing all the things you're supposed to do. And let's just see what happens. And that's exactly what I did. So, and, and that'd be yeah. building up for like the, the combine, the combine, and the pro day, yeah. I mean, interviewing yeah. all the different teams, all of like that how stuff. stressful of a all situation of that is stuff. that? Um, I didn't think it was stressful at all, man. I just kind of live life where it's like, oh, you're here. Just show up and do what you can do. Like everything, it's either going to work out or it's going to work out. And so I didn't have that stress on me at all. I, I didn't feel it during training. I had fun while I was training. I had fun while I was like, man, eat the things you're supposed to eat. You know, yeah. dedicate yourself. Don't go out. Everything, going to the combine, training in the combine, running, you know, performing during uh, the the pro day at Penn State. Um I never really thought about it. Probably things that you were doing anyway, right? Yeah. You were just continuing on kind of just the way continuing you, you, on. you lived your life, yeah. which is such a yeah. good lesson that if you, if you have good habits yeah. and then you have something big you're building up for, just keep doing what you're just doing. Just keep doing what as, you're doing. As opposed to having to, to make some huge drastic change in that's lifestyle. That's it. That's right. That's, that's another good takeaway. <laughs> I'm always fascinated by draft night, <laughs> sitting there waiting for your name to be called. Like, what was your experience? Yes. You were a second rounder, I right? I was a second round. And they ask you, you know, do you want to go to New York? And I was like, no, no, I want to be at home because I'm still thinking, I don't, I don't know if I'm good enough. I know I've gotten a first day draft grade, but that means you can go anywhere. And the first day was anywhere first, second, third round, right. you know. <clears throat> and I said, no, I just want to be at home. I had my parents there, an aunt and uncle, uh, my siblings. And um, <laughs> draft day was so long then. The first round, every pick was 15 minutes. Between, yeah. And you know, woke up that morning and I had a little bit of butterflies, but I wasn't thinking I'm going in the first round anyway. So it was like, got some time to kill, but my phone kept ringing <laughs> and, it was, didn't know or and it was always like friends or okay. family. Hey, have you heard anything yet? And like, no, but I got to keep this line clear. So right. please, you know, yeah, don't call me again. Don't call me again. And it got to a point, And this is where I finally felt the stress. It got to a point where now we're, we're in the second round <clears throat> and the emotions are just going. And I went outside with my brother and we started dribbling a basketball and I might get emotional about this that's, one. That's right. <laughs> so <clears throat> we're dribbling a basketball and he was like, B, are you all right, man? And I took the basketball and I threw it across the fence. I just, yeah. he was like, what's going on? And I was like, <clears throat> I was like, Brandon, this is the first time in life. I don't know what's next. Yeah. Like, I'm sitting here thinking, if I don't get drafted today, what am I going to do? <clears throat> you know, sure, I can, I can go back to school, but I've played football my entire life, and now it's just hitting me that this might be it, you know? And uh, Manny came over, gave me a big hug, and he was like, B, <clears throat> everything's going to be this. fine, man. Like, this. everything's going to be That's cool. That's such a cool moment. Well, thank you for, it, for sharing. Yeah, everything's going to be cool. So I walked inside the house, and I, I ended up handing my phone to my sister. And her name's Kim. I said, hey, Kim, I can't deal with the people calling. That's not it. I said, just take my phone. And if it's somebody that's in the NFL, just, you know, obviously tell me. Give me the phone. <laughs> right. Within two minutes of me handing her the phone, it rings, and it's a 770 number. Okay. And, she's, and she went to school down here at college. And she's, she still, li and she's still living here in Atlanta. Okay. So she's like, seven is no. She's like, it's Atlanta. I just know it's Atlanta. I was like, well, answer it. Yeah. <laughs> so she answers the phone. Like, hey, this is Dan Reeves with the Atlanta Falcons. Is uh, Brian there? She was like, it's the Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> Dan I'm like, give me the phone. Give yeah. me the phone. So I get on. Hello, this is Brian. So cool. Hey, Brian, this is Dan Reeves, Coach Reeves for the Atlanta Falcons. I have two questions for you, sir. Uh, yes, sir. Number one, um, have you gotten hurt since, you know, pro day? No, sir. He said, well, okay, let's make it three questions. Number two, do you think you can still run as fast as you did that you did on your pro day? I ran a four through eight in the 40. Yeah. Yes, sir. I'll, I'll try to run faster if you need me to, sir. Right, right. He said, okay. And then the last question, are you ready to become an Atlanta? Yes. 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 So what is that feeling of your body like? 
So my sister goes downstairs to kind of tell the family, and that's where they're watching the TV. It's on the draft. <clears throat> and they said, okay, well, son, we're going to take you with our next pick. It's the 55th pick in the second round. You're coming to the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah. Stay on the line because we have to do some interviews. <clears throat> so I'm just speechless, and I'm sitting there, and then the media comes on. Hey, Brian, you know, they start asking questions. But in that moment, I can hear now the family starts cheering downstairs. Oh, That's it, when it oh, was announced. It. They got came it. To the, they came yeah, on. Yeah, they came on. What a feeling. That's a culmination of all your hard work of, of your whole life, right? Man, right in that moment, it, your it family's was, there. It was all of that. So I finished the interview, and I went downstairs. My brother comes over and hugs me. Then he starts bawling. So I start so bawling. Start bawling. Everybody's crying. Just now crying. Yeah. <laughs> you guys make me start to cry. I'm going to get emotional. Well, that's that's awesome. And the Falcons, that was a good team. Great man. They well, Michael Vick was the quarterback. Yeah. You know, they had just beat the Packers last the, the Oh, I'm sorry. That's Siri on my watch. Yeah. <laughs> um they had just beat the, the the Packers in Lambeau, right? For the first time, the Packers had got beat in a, a home playoff game. Yeah, and big things were you, you know were happening. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And the defense was solid. I mean, I, I pulled it up yeah. for my like D'Angelo Hall was there, Keith Brookings not still at there. the time. So we drafted D'Angelo the Hall next the next year. The next year? Okay. Yeah, but Keith okay. Brooking, Patrick Kearney, um, Ray Buchanan. I don't know if you remember him. Keon Carpenter. I mean. There was Peerless Price. They had uh, traded out of the first round for Peerless Price. Um, Warwick Dunn, the running back, TJ Duckett. I mean, it was a, a really good team. So you have to understand, as a, as a yeah. lifelong Falcons fan, <laughs> Falcon fan, like those good teams were few and far between. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, we had those years that, that yeah. was great. And then recently, of course, in, in 17. But we've had a lot of lean years. So thank uh, you I know, for, thank I you know, for the, the, that, that good run because 2003 <laughs> – well, no, 2000, was it 2004? It was 2004. The, and, yeah. And, and, and y'all played, um, was it the Eagles? That's right, the Eagles, the, the NFC Championship. I remember watching yeah. that game on TV. It looked cold as hell out there. Man, it was so cold. It was so cold. And, you know, one of those things so kind of memorable for me, I grew up an Eagles fan, being from Pennsylvania. And um, going up that way, just thinking like, man, we are one step away from the Super Bowl. And I got, we got to knock out my hometown team to do it, yeah. you know. And that, that was McNabb was yeah. on that Mc, team. Yeah, they had a really good team that year, man. They yeah. had a really good team. So what's it like walking into a locker room with someone like Michael Vick and all these names that, that yeah. you just brought up? Yeah. Well, the first thing, again, it's just like you walk in and it's like, man, oh, my gosh. Like, and they're coming over to you, man. Welcome to the team. You know, expecting big things from you. You just kind of have to get past that really quickly to say they're human just like I am. Like, mm -hmm. yes, I grew up watching you. And especially guys like – you know, the first time we lined up against Jerry Rice, it's like, dude, that's Jerry. Jerry Rice. Yeah, this is you the know? goat. Yeah. yeah. Um, but very quickly, you're like, no, 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 you're here. They they train just like you train. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I don't want back to Vic real quick. Like yeah. going up against him in practice every yeah. day. Like, is he just the most athletic, explosive football He's, player you've ever seen? Man, he is one of those guys. When I talk about that talent, you know. Um, if you, we, we talked about the, 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 the quote, right? If you don't work hard, you, hard work beats talent, right? And Mike, at that age, he's one of those guys that was just sprinkled with extra. There was not a day in practice Mike wouldn't do something that we wouldn't just scratch our heads and be like, yo, did you just see what that guy just did? Like, yeah. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Um, and he'll even tell you his story being young and not, it just didn't come together for him. And then he, it started to pick up, you know, later in his career. But, uh, man, it was such a cool thing to have him on the team because he could pull some bunnies out of a hat, man, that you would it, not expect. It, it, it was field. fun as a fan to watch, yeah, I can tell yeah. you that. So what's like the normal cadence of an NFL week? I mean, building up to Sunday <clears throat> and then how your body feels recovering on Monday. Yes. Uh, what's the kind of normal flow? Yeah, so the work week actually starts on a Wednesday. Okay. <clears throat> and we would start practice, practice, full practice Wednesday and Thursday. And, you know, the schedule is – I would I would tell people it's almost like being in college again <clears throat> where you get up and you train early in the morning and then you go to class. But instead of going to all these different types of classes, you're going to 400 level football classes. You know, you sit in the classroom, you're you're, you're studying the playbook, everything, game plan. And that's so that's Wednesday and Thursday. You don't get out of there until three, four o'clock in the afternoon. Right. <clears throat> um, and then Friday was more of a half day. So you still start early. But now you're out of there at least sometime around like maybe one, two ish, you know, sometime noon um, and then Saturday was your travel day so you would come in still early um, you know last minute walk through and then get ready you would head to the airport and if it was an away game you'd fly out if it was a home game then at least you had the rest of your Saturday to kind of relax right. until Saturday night <clears throat> then Saturday night you go down to the team hotel and you had another round of meetings
meetings, you know, starting normally started around seven o'clock and then curfew was right about 10, 1030, you know, 11. So you're locked into your room, mm -hmm. you know, um, game day on Sunday. And then we had this thing. If you won, especially later in the in the season, they called it Victory Monday. OK, so you would get Monday off and Tuesday off. Oh, wow. Right. There's your incentive. Right. That there. was your incentive. That's <laughs> right. That's right. Um, but that didn't normally happen until later in the season. But normally you would come in right after the game on Sunday, because even if it was an away game, you'd fly back right after the game. And then you're back in on Monday. You know, imagine those flights yeah. home if you, if you if y'all didn't win, pretty quiet. Oh, very quiet. Stop, very yeah. oh, very quiet. Very quiet. So Monday and then Tuesday, you're off league wide, right? Because there's no games on Tuesday. Everyone has you have the Monday night football game, mm -hmm. so the league is still working. And then Tuesday is the day that the league is off. Yeah, and then you cool. restart on Wednesday. Now, did Coach Jim Mora come in while you were there? He was. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, he was there right after Coach. Reeves. I always liked him. Yeah, he was a fiery guy. He was a fiery guy. Yeah. Yeah, he seemed like he, he could relate with the coach, with the, with the players. That's right. Um, and then your, your career ended with the Bills. Yes. Right? Yeah. Uh, Bills yeah. Mafia. That, man, that, that, is, I, is that a true thing? Near and dear to my heart, man. Yeah. Near and dear. It's, it's a blue-collar town, and the Bill, it's the biggest thing. So you have fans that are out there. It doesn't matter if it's zero degrees. They're there, right? <laughs> they love it. Yes. I mean, so so on, on Twitter, you'll see these videos of them. You know, jumping through jumping tables, through tables. And, and funneling beers. <laughs> yeah. I guess you're yes. right. That's, I mean, the Bills are the game in town. It's the game in and town. And for those yes. eight Sundays, like, it's a huge party. That's right. That's right. And the Bills, they're good now. I mean, Josh Allen is one of Man, my favorite players. It is such a cool organization to watch. You know, a lot of talent around. Josh is unbelievable. I think he's going to have a phenomenal career. I mean, he already has, but I think longevity, he's going to be great. Yeah. Do you still try to follow the NFL, follow these teams, stay in touch? With I everything? do. I do. So the Falcons and the bills they're the closest to my heart you know also the saints and that's not a politically correct answer those are the three teams i played for right um i didn't mean to skip but, over this yeah stuff. no worries yeah not at all but uh but i do but now i can look at it as a fan before i think i was a little more critical but now i'm like man just those young it. guys just enjoy just it enjoy yeah it. i yeah. can picture you watching uh who the bills play in the playoffs the chiefs the chiefs what that might have been the best oh. nfl game of all time oh my goodness yeah but we lost so that one stung <laughs> Best, yes, you're right. You're right. Now, let me ask you this. As a defensive player, yes. playing those four quarters yeah. and then overtime where you have to, you know, the sudden death, I'm yeah. like, yeah. your body is taxed, you're done. Like, yeah. How do you how do you get more energy to you, do man, something? At that point, I, I think there was so much energy spent on all levels. It it I don't know if you could come back from it. And you could see it. Um, the one thing, and I, I hate to talk about this, but in that game, we had just scored. There's 13 seconds left. You got to squib kick it. Got to. You got to squib kick it. You I don't care. To. I don't care who's back there because it takes just enough time off the clock. Even guys like you know? me knew that. Yeah, you got to. How squib does a coach it. make that mistake? I think, uh, and I don't know. Right, this right. is just me kind of. Sure. I think what it was, you, they didn't want to put the ball in Tyreek Hill, Tyreek Hill's hands, and you kick it to him, then that's an issue, right? Because it's like, man, he really could just take could. it and go with sure. it, right? But he wasn't back there. He wasn't back there. And I think that it might have been a miscommunication. If he's back there, don't squib kick it. If he's back there, you know, kick it, whatever. And it, I, it was I think dumb. I was rooting yeah. for the Bills, too. Yeah. Um, but I think, that, I think that the Bills and I think Josh Allen have built for a for a yeah. run. I mean, I think he's a top three quarterback. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, maybe the Bills and Falcons play in the Super Bowl sometime soon. Man, you, that you would be enjoy cool. That, that would you? be cool. Yeah, yeah. I would be there. <laughs> so, so what are some of your, uh, I don't know if fun or favorites is the right word, but if you think about like stadiums or cities to go play in, yeah. like any stick out to you? So playing in Seattle the t in front of the 12th man, that was always really cool. Um, down in Tampa Bay, the, 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 the ship, right? The pirate ship with the cannons going off. I couldn't stand playing in New England because – at the time when I played there, Tom was there, you know, and they had an explosive offense. And every time they scored, they would shoot off those dang muskets. It was yeah. like, ah, oh, stop shooting those things. So, so you mentioned Brady. <laughs> um, in terms of like the hardest quarterbacks, because you're, you're playing safety. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so you're reading all sorts That's of stuff. Right. That's right. Um, what quarterback was the hardest for you to kind of yeah. get, a, get a sense? To kind of get a going? sense for it. You know what? Uh, Aaron Rodgers. He was so smart and to try to disguise stuff. I mean, Tom, yes, he's the GOAT. He's greatest. Peyton Manning, really, really good. Um, Peyton always had those checks at the line. You Omaha, know. Omaha, oh, Omaha. my gosh. <laughs> but the funny thing is Aaron would let you know that he sees you. So we were playing against the Packers and we were trying to disguise a coverage and I'm trying to hold it. And he's like, huh? and I, I took it was just like a false step. 
And he started laughing and he pointed. He's like, <laughs> what, yeah, I got, I got you. you. <laughs> I got you. And he's still doing it. I he's still incredible. doing it. So um, I saw you have two defensive touchdowns, right? Pick six yeah. against the Bengals. Yes. And then you yes. recovered a fumble in the end zone against the Chargers. Yeah, against the Chargers, yeah. What's the feeling like as a defensive player in the yeah, NFL score to touchdown? score, you know, um, and honestly, I, so I'm not a big stat guy, but we were calling those out. It was three defensive touchdowns. Three, okay. It was three. And I'm holding, I'm holding those near and dear to my heart, really Josh. I'm holding them near and dear. And it wasn't until later in my – so the first time that I ever scored, and it doesn't even count, was preseason with the Falcons, the first or second game. I picked up a fumble and I returned it 70 yards for a touchdown. So that feeling was amazing because I never scored in college. I was an offensive guy in high school. Okay. Never scored in college. Second second game in the league, I scored a touchdown. I was like, man, this is great. Never sniffed the end zone as a defensive player again until later in my career. Right. And it just, that season, I mean, things just came together, man. Yeah, I, it was Mark Sanchez I picked off and took it Mark to the Sanchez. Jets. Yeah. yeah, I was trying to see who that was. Yeah, the Bengals scored on one and then a recovery awesome. in the end zone awesome. on San Diego. All right, well, I'm going to have to tell yeah. the internet they need to, they need to <laughs> no, ask. Or maybe I'm looking in the wrong it's place. It's totally fine, man. But um, yeah, I hold that near and dear. I'm like, yes. All right, the, 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 the last stat question I have for you is is – if you can choose between like a pick six, yeah. a fumble recovery, okay. maybe a touchdown, or just like a safety blitz sack, oh, strip sack. Pick six all day. Pick six oh, all day. Pick six all day. all day. Yeah. Because I mean, when you think about it, a, a, a sack, you're just putting the offense on the field, right? Maybe good good field position. Um, what was the other? A fumble recovery. Fumble recovery. I really like those. And I don't know how many I had, but to me, that shows your effort because you're always trying to be around the ball, right? And if it's there, you're getting getting to it but that pick six man it's golden because you had to do something and then take it to the house oh so as a fan there's nothing quite as exciting yeah right i mean that's that pick, right that pick six that's right so yeah, again i'm a georgia fan yeah the pick six that, that ringo had yeah. to seal the national championship game yeah that'll go down as the best play in georgia best history play right you know yeah because uh, when you intercept the ball obviously that's a huge play right there the crowd's going yeah then you score, it takes it up a whole nother level. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Teammates are mobbing you. That's right. That's, that, right. That, that's so cool. That's so cool. Well, well, good for you for the NFL career, man. Thanks for the success with the Falcons. Thank um, you. You know, it's just all of us just awesome. <laughs> uh, but I want to make sure that we, we, we spend some time on your post-NFL career because that is just yeah. as impressive in my opinion, if not more impressive. Um, so, so maybe talk about the transition to yeah. realizing that, hey, my, I had a 10-year run. This is amazing. I did some great things. Yeah. No one can play football forever. That's right. Father time. Father time is undefeated. 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 Um, Yes. So, you know, a lot of guys have a hard time making that move. Yeah. You know? Uh Uh-huh. They do. Um, Mine came, it was a little different. Um, Going into my 11th season, I got released. And I actually, I felt it. There was a youth movement coming on. I was the oldest guy on the team. Um, And when I got home, I called my trainer and I said, hey, let's go work out because the next team that calls, you know, be ready for it. So that day I'm working out and you get to the point of the workout, Josh, where you normally it starts to burn, you're tired and you just push through. It's normal, right? Well, this particular day I stopped, I put the weight down. My trainer was like, B. Scott, what are you doing? I was like, I think I'm done. Yeah. He was like, done working out? I was like, nah, I think that's it for me. Something's just telling me that's it. So I called my wife, told her, she's like, all right, come on home, let's talk. We talked about it. I called my agent, said, hey guys, you know, um, I think I'm I think I'm finished. So <clears throat> you don't have to worry about shopping me around. Yeah. I said, they're like, are you sure? I was like, unless however you know, halfway through this season, if a playoff bound team calls, calls yeah. I'll take that. Cause you know, I haven't won a Super Bowl and that's really on my that's what I want. Um but I said outside of that, no, I, I was like, I'm I'm done. And you were at peace with it, comfortable with it. I was at peace with proud it. Proud of man. what you've done. That's all. Awesome. That that week, week one, we had been gearing up to play the Patriots anyway. And I went around the corner to a Buffalo Wild Wings in Alpharetta. And I went in the corner and I ordered a I ordered a beer. And I sat there, didn't touch the beer, and my nerves were going like it was me getting ready to play. I mean, first time in now 25 years, the fall's here and I'm not gearing up for a football game, right? Um, and I watched the game from the corner, man. I didn't touch the beer. Yeah. And after the game, I just got up, I paid my bill, you know, and that was it. Left and that was it. Yeah. Yeah. It's gotta be a crazy feeling that something you've known for your whole life yeah. is, is now, you know, yeah. you gotta, gotta move on. But I knew, you know, I took a year off just being able to be at home with the kids and the wife. And, um, then I started driving my wife crazy cause my high energy, I was still all over house. the place. Yeah. He was like, yeah. And so because of that, that's when I dove into the business world, man. So talk about, <clears throat> you know, kind of 
what you got into, how you got yeah. into it, and we'll just go from there. Well, my first step was uh, I got into the franchise world, uh, Title Boxing Club uh, here in Alpharetta, and I wanted to do something in the franchise world because as an athlete, you're ingrained to, here's your playbook, learn your position, here's the best way to be successful. And that was my introductory into the business world. Um, and fitness, because I still wanted to be attached to fitness in some way, shape, or form. <clears throat> so that's why I went that route. And it really was from there, man, just, and always connecting and networking. People will always tell you, keep relationships. It's always about relationships, man. And and that's kind of where things went from that, there. That's yeah. the theme. People are going to get tired of me saying it, but that's the theme that every person I've had on this on this podcast has yeah. talked about. And that really, truly is the key to all of it's this. It's the key to all, everything. It's yeah. the key to everything. That's right. That's um, right. I mean, me and you met because of yeah, the relationship, a relationship with somebody else that you also had. That's right. People connect each other. And that's I'll right. Hopefully, me and you be friends. Like that's, <laughs> yes. That, that's just, that's just that's just how it works, and it's awesome. Um, and then you transition to like a, as I mentioned in the beginning, a, a yeah. shoe undersole. A shoe company. undersole. Um, I know. And talk again, to me about it. Just just relationships and connections. Um, so knowing uh, it's a it's a Swiss made material that absorbs and disperses what's called high frequency shock. And the best way that I can describe that really quickly <clears throat> is if you were to take a baseball bat, a metal bat and hit a metal pole where the bat meets the pole. That's one type of shock, but the vibration that comes down the bat and stings your hands, that's a completely different type, right? And so knowing it's able to absorb and internally disperse that shock, right? Up to 96% of the shock. So when I found out about this company and this material, my first thought was, how do we get this thing into helmets to make contact sports oh, safer, smart, yeah. right? <clears throat> Well, next thing you know, just talking to people, I'm flying over to Europe, um, meeting with the team because this material, it wasn't in the States yet. Okay. And from that, I was able, you know, there was a lot of great synergy between us, was able to get the distribution rights and everything to bring it over here to the States. And then I was like, well, how do I get this word out? Yeah. <laughs> what am I, now, now what what am I, I do? doing? Now what do I do, right? Yeah. Um, so I leveraged the NFL and I went to some business boot camps. And from that, Shark Tank called the NFL and said, hey, are there any guys that have something that you think could be interesting? So it's good. not a guarantee that they'll make it on the show. Like they still have to go through the whole essay process and application process. But, you know, let us know. And they reached out to me. They were like, Brian, you just were at this business boot camp. We think it could be a good fit. Do you want to do it? Josh, I said no. Said, I was no. like, I don't think I'm ready. Yeah. Um, but here's how I've always lived life. And it, even in that moment, it took me a little bit of time to think about this. I waited until the 12th hour. And finally, I was like, Brian, what are you doing? Just take the shot. Who cares? I mean, and I was a huge Shark Tank fan. And I was thinking, they'll eat me alive. I'll destroy the company. Like, right. no. But I said, you know what? You were trying to think of how do you get this out there? Take the shot and do it, man. And that's how I live life. This is it. Just take the shot. Back to your Who Michael cares? Jordan days. What did he say? You miss 100%, 100 of the shots, shots you don't shots take. That you don't take. Yeah. That's right. So you told yourself, like, I got to take this take shot. Take the shot. And that's yeah. something that I speak on all the time. If I speak to people, that's a lot of times my message, taking the shot, right? So they took the shot. So you said the essay, art, like you have to submit an application to them. They all of that. Choose that's you. right. So I, I'm a huge fan of the show as yeah. well. We always watch it. <laughs> invest, don't invest. That's yeah. overpriced. Yeah. Um, I watched your, uh, I watched your episode uh -huh. um, and you're dropping the ball on there and they were, I mean, they were, yeah. they were amazed by it. Yeah. It, man, it was, a, I mean, cause it's a great product, right? It's not gimmicky. It, it works really, really well. Um, and, and going into Shark Tank, again, it was just something else that you could put into your pocket to say, man, I've done this. I've, I've, you know, been in a room now. And on, at the time I'm thinking, I'm not qualified for this. Like the, the, these are some very sharp business people. And I'm really just getting into the business where I'm a rookie. You know, I'm wet behind the ears. Um, but no, no, no. Go in there, be confident, speak, present what you have to present. And the chips will fall where Confidence they do. is the other big yeah. word too, right? <clears throat> Act like you've been there before. That's right. Fake it, Fake till, it you till you make it. it. You know, I mean, all these all cliches the are so true. Yeah. So my, my wife used to have a, a furniture store. Uh-huh. And I think it was Real Housewives of Atlanta. One of those. Yeah, yeah. They came in. They said we want to film like the 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 characters or whatever uh -huh. you know, coming in and praying for a baby the shower. Cast. Yeah, yeah. The cast. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. And uh, she's like, okay, cool, fine. She said it was so staged in terms of like they told people what to say, <laughs> what when to, to say, say it, how yeah. to say it. Yeah. I mean, is, is Shark Tank like what we see? Is that pretty? That accurate? is no. That is very accurate. So when you go in, you do not. The sharks don't know who you are. Okay. Um, they tell you, you know, the doors are going to open. You walk down the hallway. The second set of doors open. Walk to the X and just stand there. We're going to get the lighting right and everything. You know, make sure the audio is good. And then you're going to hear a voice come over the loudspeaker that says, "Begin." And that's when you start. Hello, sharks. My name is Brian Scott. My company is right. You go into it. 
and they're looking at you and they give you, you know, the first minute to two minutes, no questions you're presenting. Mm -hmm. And then after that, man, they are firing stuff at you. It's my biggest takeaway was you would think it's very organized. Like maybe if Josh, if you're a shark, you ask me a question, I answer it. Then Mark Cuban, you ask me a question, I answer it. They were firing questions all at the same time. And your head is swiveling. You're like, well, uh, but yeah, no, no, no. And then they're notorious. If you don't get to one of them fast enough, I'm, I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. You I'm won't. Out. E- you won't even talk. You won't answer I'm my out. question. How can we be business partners and you won't talk to me? Like you I'm know, trying. they're they're raising your blood pressure. You know, to make it very a, a very stressful Probably situation. Probably want to see how you react. To yeah, you. that's now, right. Now, did I see you did get a deal with with <clears throat> Raymond John and Cuban? Yeah. So Damon John and Mark Cuban. Yeah, they made an offer on television. They okay. did. Yeah. Okay. Yes. That's 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 so cool. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean. It's, it's, it's so fascinating to me. Now, from there, um, ultimately, that company was like, was it purchased? Did yeah. you merge? Like, That's right. How did you get yeah. with Foot Solutions? So Foot Solutions acquired Noeen from okay. us. Yeah. Um, really neat. And uh, so Foot Solutions, it's a 20-year-old global foot wellness company. And um, them coming to the table, it was the perfect fit for Noeen. Some of our struggles transparently with Noeen, because there is this learning curve, we would take it and we got, we had it in different retail stores, <clears throat> but somebody would pick it up off the shelf, look at it, not understand what it was, what it does, and put it back and want to go a different route for an or, a different orthotic, right? Um, and so this Foot Solutions, it's a sit and fit model where you make an appointment, you come into the store, we have foot experts that sit you down, you know, look at what you have going on and they can present things to address your different foot conditions. Perfect. Perfect marriage. Sounds like Yeah. It. Yeah, sounds like it, and that was what you. That was how long ago? Uh, twenty twenty, right before the pandemic. Right before the pandemic. Yeah, you know, I started my law firm right before the pandemic. <laughs> so yeah, t- timing, timing, coming. Yes. So what is your role with Foot Solutions now? Yeah, so I'm the EVP of of growth for the company, and um, I love it because it allows me to just get out and continue to network and strategically try to grow the brand and the business. Um, you know, the verticals that I really pay attention to that I'm over. It's the marketing vertical. Um, it is the support, customer support, and the franchise support because we're franchise and we have about 52 franchise locations but then we also own 18 corporate locations sounds pretty busy it is pretty is that busy. Atlanta <clears throat> it is our corporate headquarters is here in Atlanta yeah yep so I was telling <clears throat> you before we started that in the last few years as I'm getting older no you said, hey, but, I'm yeah, glad you said fa- older you know, not older old. we don't you know, say old you know, fa- fa- father time yes. you said spares nobody yeah I, I you know I try to be active and run and my feet are giving me more problems uh-huh and I have the hardest time finding a shoe that really is yeah is good for me I, I did Brooks for a while okay um tried Nike okay and so um I went to was it Roadrunner yeah. Big Peach right here <laughs> yep. at, uh, at the avenue uh-huh. right, right across from where the Whole Foods is yeah yeah and um I didn't know this was going to happen, but yeah. the guy was like putting me through this, putting on a treadmill and he's taking yeah. videos of my foot. And yes. He recommended this particular orthotic uh-huh. that has, has been kind of helpful. Yeah. Um, that's what y'all are doing, right? Like at yes. a, kind of at a different level. <clears throat> that on steroids. So we're that kind of steroids. in this, in this white space, right? Um, you have your running shoe stores and then you have your doctor's podiatrist. Well, right in the middle, we are quasi retail, quasi medical because in our stores we have board certified podorthists who are healthcare allies to podiatrists, right? So if you come to a foot solutions, you're gonna receive a different level of expertise that you wouldn't receive at a running shoe store. Um, but because we're selling shoes, we, we have something that podiatrists don't carry in their office, right? Sounds like a great mix. It, oh, it, it's a great mix. And and on top of that, we um, we accept Medicare. for we're, We work very closely with what's called the therapeutic shoe bill, which a lot of people don't know about. So if you have diabetes with a prescription, you're able to get three pairs of custom orthotics and a pair of shoes every year. Um, and so, you know, Good to know. yeah, it, man, it, it's great. And going to a running shoe store and there's, no, there's, it's not that there's nothing wrong with that, <clears throat> but I think a lot of times, you know, companies, they use a lot of um, selling props, selling tools, you know, it's the bells and whistles, look at this, step on this, you know, it shows you this, but ultimately then what they do is they take an, what we call an OTC, an over-the-counter orthotic, and they say you fall into one of three foot types, right. A, B, or C. Right. Here is B, right? Well, feet are so different. Your feet are like fingerprints. None are the same. And 80% of the time, your left foot doesn't match your right foot, right? Um, and so our company, we specialize in truly custom orthotics where we scan your foot, but we make it like 
actually make it, mill it right there. For All right, you. I need you to be honest. I need you to be honest with me. Yeah. Did you have a video camera on my experience walking into this retail <laughs> no. shoe store? But I because but we under- that, that's what I mean. That's, that's that, what it what, is. What you yeah. described is what happened. Like they, I walked in. Yeah. I had a problem. Mm-hmm. They had a solution yeah. that was bells, whistles, smoke right. mirrors, and it has helped. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you're right. I was so like kind of blown away by this technology. Yeah. Uh huh. Um, that the guy could have. He was, I mean, she's like, I'm always like, how much you spend on those? I'm like, that's what he said I needed. Yeah. yeah what do I know? Yeah. <laughs> so how do, so, so me, like my next, like where, where do I go find, where do I go find you guys? Yeah. Well, I mean, so the biggest thing, if you go online, footsolutions.com and type in your zip code, you can find our nearest store. Um, we also are, we do have an online e-commerce business as well, but we are always no in-store experience because we're service-based, service and expertise. We're not product-based. Um, so when you come in and you go through the seven point gate assessment, you know, come in, take your shoes and socks off. We're going to watch you walk. But because we have a different level of expertise, we can see things that just a machine is not going to pick up. So is these, are are, shoes for sale and the orthotics like both? That's right. That's right. So we specialize in custom orthotics and we sell healthy footwear. Some brands that you've heard of like Brooks, New Balance. Um, but there's other brands that very medical based that you've never heard of. Right. Um, but if you always remember this, there's three parts to your feet. It's the socks, it's your insert and it's your shoes. And your shoes are only as good as your inserts, and your inserts are only as good as your shoes. That guy sold me some socks too, by the yeah, way. I'm sure he sold me some yeah, socks I'm too. I'm sure, but it, but it's it's an important package to understand, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, and once you get the knowledge, because we'll break down the knowledge for you and tell you, hey, here's what's going on with your feet, and when you buy a pair of shoes, here's what you really need to look for, because even within brands, they're all over the place, right? You have the brands that are more barefoot based, and then you have some brands that are super super supportive. Well, where do you fall in that? Because you're, you're buying. Is this dress shoes, workout shoes? All of the above. Soup to Yes, nuts. sir. Okay. Yes, right. sir. Well, I'm making a, an appointment with you guys <laughs> yeah. uh, very, very soon because I just cannot. See. I mean, how, what is it? Like almost 10,000 steps a day? Yeah. I mean, for, for, some, for some people, <clears throat> yeah. you're just like pound, pound, It's a lot. Pound, pound, Imagine pound. that. All of that. So yeah. foot, footwear is super important. So uh, I did go on y'all's website and I mm. watched that five-part video series that yes. you did on YouTube. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I, I have a special place in my heart for that because I try to do videos okay. on my law firm as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, because I think it's all about creating content that can help somebody. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Even that's if they're right. not your ultimate end, end user, like they, right. they're, they're hearing what you have to say and that's yeah. adding value to, to the world. So Yes. Um, I want to go behind the curtains and ask you without embarrassing you. Yeah. (laughs) Like, is that like one day are you knocking all those out? I mean, how many takes are you taking to do it? Because the outtakes on mine, people would be like, what is wrong with that? What is wrong with this guy? But it's hard. hard. It really is hard. You know, it's funny. um, And now that I'm in this position, so just leaning on experiences, uh, when I was transitioning out of the league, I went to the NFL's broadcast boot camp, right? And doing that, being on set in front of the camera, maybe on field reporting, maybe live reporting. And I was like, man, this is not easy at all, especially if you're live. <clears throat> there's no outtakes. You can't mess up. And if you do, you got to pick up and, and keep moving. So I try to use some of that experience and training when I'm doing these videos. But just like anything else, Josh, there's some days where you're on it. You can knock it out. No t- first take done. There's other days where you get so tongue tied. You're like, why can't I say this? You're, you're what like, is going on? Yeah. You're like, this, this, this isn't happening. To- yeah. I get the same way. I'm like, I'm sorry. I just, I just don't got it. I guess kind of like sports too. Like some days you're on. That's some right. Days you're it's off. Life. Like my, it, my golf game. Life. Some days I'm better. You know, better. And some yeah. days I'm like, I, am, <laughs> I can't hit this ball off the ground. Um, now you also have some experience though, like uh, performing with music too. Like, I do. like that's another another skill it's set a, of it's yours. A passion of mine, man. It is a passion of mine. Um, I've <laughs> seen you on the piano. Yes. Singing. Yes. What else? What else? Yeah. So I grew up playing the drums. Um, right. You know, as a kid, I pulled out the pots and pans and made noise. And somewhere along that line, that noise transitioned into music. So yeah. um, the piano, the drums. I love the guitar, even though I'm not very good at it. The bass is my all time favorite. I've never played it. So for any bass players out there, if you're giving lessons, I'll be, I'll be number one. Number to one. Sign up. There, there it is. Um, but yeah, but it has taken me some really, really cool avenues and man, events. Um, my rookie year, the NFL had this thing called Monday Night at the Mic. And it was during halftime that they paired up a player with an artist. And it was like this competition, you know, so you would, so round one, I went up against, or it's an R&B singer, her name's Monica, but the running back, Eddie George, I don't know if you remember sure. Eddie George, right? Ohio State, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Titans. And uh, it was myself and they paired me up with Michelle Branch. 
And so, you know, we go on this show and I got a chance to play with Michelle and her band on the keys. And Eddie, I think, I don't even remember what he did. He might have tried to sing or rap. I don't know. But in any case, I made it all the way through to the final round, man. No way. Oh, it was so cool. So now I'm paired up. I'm still with Michelle and we're going up against Doug Flutie. And I think he was the with the Bare Naked Ladies, I believe. I don't oh, I you remember. Got you got that. Man, I thought so. <laughs> but Doug, Doug says on air, he's like, Brian, he was like, I've been playing the drums longer than Brian's been alive. Oh, no. <laughs> and he ended up winning, man. You know, you can't compare you compete with Doug what a cool experience that <laughs> yeah. is too so you still play uh, I do I do um I, I play the the keys as much as I can have a piano and keyboard at the house and now I'm actually part of what's called the NFL Players Choir okay which is and not too many people know what this is but um it's a, a, a choir that consists of maybe like 40 guys both current and former players and um man we'll go out and we'll do fundraising events we'll perform you know and it's really cool to see that there's there's a lot of talented guys in the league that are musically inclined man <laughs> that, that, that's so cool so, so yeah so i grew up around music um my dad he'll be listening to this he grew up playing guitar always yeah. in a band my brother uh-huh. They played guitar together in a yeah. band. It just the, it never got me. And gotcha. I, I yeah. have a big regret now that I never learned to uh-huh. play those instruments. It's never too late, Josh. I, so you say that. And my daughter, probably about three or five years ago, my dad bought her one of those starter guitars. Yeah, yeah. And so I said, I'll I'll pick it up with you. I'll try okay. to learn. Yeah. We lasted about <laughs> We lasted seven days, and I think six of those days we didn't pick up the guitar. You didn't pick up the guitar. We Got try. You. I mean, you're right. It's what was never the toughest too, thing like, about it? Getting my fingers like to do that. To, to, to just kind of move in the way and get yeah. each other. Like I, I never got to the point where my brain was like my fingers are on autopilot for my brain. Yeah. Right. So I was concentrating yeah. so much yeah. on my fingers, and then I had a hard time reading music. Gotcha. Like I, I like my dad was like, "Well, this is the B flat, and this is yeah. the A." And then I'm like, "I don't speak that." Well, much. I'll tell you a secret. I don't read music. I play by ear. Okay. Um, if it sounds good to you, man, play it. And there's, I know there's tools now, because I only know this because it was on Shark Tank. And when I was getting ready for Shark Tank, I studied that thing like I was watching game film. I, I forget what it's called, but it's like called like the Guitar Buddy or something, where it's this little device that goes on the neck of the guitar, and it's just like three buttons. You just press the color. Okay. Right, and then okay. pressing the color, it will hold down the chords that you need, so you can you, actually you hear what it is. All right. Yes, and as you get more advanced, then you start taking maybe the blue away. So now you're actually your fingers hitting the string. Maybe I'll give it another shot. Yeah, give it a shot, um, man. Give it a shot, shot because, like shot. I said, my my, yeah. my family they're so good. My brother who's the banjo <laughs> now. He picks the banjo. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I can I can play Spotify like it's nobody's business. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I always got music playing. But you know. yeah. So you mentioned several times about. Um, about education, like the NFL yes. put on. Yeah. Um, that's, you know, do, are, are players actively taking advantage of those kind of opportunities? Because they should if they're not. You you definitely should. And that's one of the biggest messages I have to, if I ever I go back and I talk to rookies or I meet a guy that's, you know, young in the league, take advantage of everything that the league has to offer because there's a lot of programs that are out there. I did it all. When I was trying to figure out what was next, even while I was playing towards the end of my career, I talked about the NFL uh, broadcast boot camp, the NFL business boot camp. I did the, um, what, what was it? The NFL business, the music business boot camp to see if I wanted to even have a, you know, and not because I wanted to be an artist, but like, what does that look like to start, to actually start a record label or to work for one of those big time companies? Right. Um, and the greatest thing is they have a real estate boot camp, an acting boot camp. I walked away more so knowing what I didn't want to do versus with what I wanted to do. So it's really important to take advantage of And that's stuff. a good lesson as well. Yeah. That, that, and I'll, I'll just translate it to uh, to my experience as a lawyer. Like there's so yeah. many different types of law yeah. out there. And when you graduate yeah. law school, some people know, but most right. people don't know like, I want to do this versus that. But sometimes you do something you're like, I don't like I don't want to do that. And so yeah. you check it off the list. That's and right. then you just kind of go from there because <laughs> mm-hmm. it's just as important to learn what you don't want to do sometimes right. than finding out what it is that that's you do right. want to do. That's right. Cool. Um, now you ha- you also have a family amongst all this oh, time. Amongst all of this. Amongst right? all of this. Yes. So uh, talk about your family, your kids, like yes. what kind of hobbies y'all do together, what they're into. <laughs> Man, we are ma- married with four beautiful children and uh, four girls. So I'm sorely outnumbered in the household. Yeah, sorely outnumbered. Um, the oldest is, she. her name's Crystal. She's now 22. She just graduated from Clemson. She played volleyball up there. She's going on to get her master's at Radford. Really, really proud of her. Um, our middle, Amia, she She's 19, soon to be 20 next month and um, at Georgia State, you know, and um, and then the two youngest. And we have this huge gap, man. Yeah. 
starting all over again, seven and five, Brylin is seven, Brandon is five, you know, in elementary school, second grade in kindergarten. And um, like I said, never a dull moment, but I, I really love my family, man. Um, I'm a family person through and through. We have this motto, family, F-A-M-I-L-Y, forget about me, I love you. Oh, you know, it, say, that, it's, say, it's that, the, say that again. Yeah, family, F-A-M-I-L-Y, okay. forget about, about me. me. I love you. That's you know something that we just awesome. something that we just live by, and um, you know, and it's not just my immediate family, extended family. We're just really tight, you know. That's that's so cool. Now, any chance for a fifth? Maybe get the boy. Oh, we are done. No, done? sir. We are done. We are done. So funny story <laughs> about that. So my mom. Um, so I should say my my grandparents, my uh-huh. my mom's parents. They had three girls. Yeah, and my grandfather wanted. You know, one more shot at getting the boy. Yes. Right. Yeah. And so they they go along with it. Ends up my grandma becomes pregnant. Yeah. With twin girls. <laughs> with twin girls. So he went from three girls trying to get the four right. to now, now five, five girls. Now thankfully my mom was one of the twins, so yeah. I'm glad that they they did that. That's right. That, that led to me, of That's course. Right. But That's I always right. think I, that that story always tickles me because I, <laughs> I have several friends that have three girls or three boys, yeah. whatever it might be. Yeah. yeah. You know. And so they're always like, I'll try for one more. I'm like, ah, just, just, <laughs> yeah, just shut up. Yeah. yeah, just hold on. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, we started this by saying that John Christodora, uh-huh. who is your, is it your next door neighbor? Yeah, or next door neighbor. Next door, yeah. Right there. I mean, yeah. he, he can't speak high enough about you. Man, he's and a I, great and guy. I know why. He is a great he, guy. He's a good guy. <laughs> um, he introduced us. Uh, he had you come out to that football practice yes. last year. Like, how much fun is that for you uh-huh. to be able to get out there and do things? Oh, like that's that? why I love that kind of stuff. Because, you know, uh, and trust me, I don't know if I would know how to raise a son at this point. Because everything is just, girl, you know, I'm girl, a girl, girl dad. Yeah. But I have those moments of, I want to get around the fellas. Like, I, I, I want to talk to, you know, a group of young men or, you know. Um, so I really appreciate that kind of stuff. So when it comes up, I love to be out there in the community talking. The kids loved. It. I remember one of the kids. He said, uh, "I think he challenged you to a race." He did. Yeah, yeah. And, and I was like, <laughs> "Dude, I, I mean, you might be the fastest fifth grader out of here, but this is a this is a different ball game." And uh, he went off, Listen, and I'm like, "That window is closing fast yeah, to be able to but, continue to do that, man. No, these, but, these kids are getting faster and faster." <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got it. You got it. So. Um, you know, after spending this this hour together, it's occurred to me that the Dos Equis guy is a complete poser. He is not the most interesting man in the world. I believe my man Brian Scott no, is the most no, interesting I don't man have, in the world. I don't have anything on him, man. That, hey, look, this was so much fun. Thank you for coming over here today. Um, I, I, I tried to give us an opportunity to talk about all the highlights. We, we skipped over a lot yeah, of stuff. Yeah, which is but, totally fine. Um, I don't, fine. Is there anything else about... Um, you know, foot solutions, things yeah. that you're doing with that company yeah. that, because I want people to know, like it's, it's some it's, it's something I'm going to take advantage of. Yes. I'm going to look more into. Yeah. Please, man. So please what, what, what else, please what else do. do you want to tell folks like, Hey, yeah. this is something that you need to go look into. Well, you know, it, it's, it's crazy, but 77% of people, man, experience foot pain and it's, there's so many things that are out there that are just very gimmicky, but knowledge is power. So if you can go to a sit and fit spot or have an expert really, really take a look at your feet and tell you kind of what's going on, then you're equipped to make decisions about what you should wear, what you should not wear. You know, and a lot of times as we get older and you see this all the time, people now are having to resort to different types of surgeries or you can't get around and move. Man, time is fleeting. Life is short. Keep yourself as young as you can, as healthy as you can, and move as much as you can. Move as much as you can. Because we don't, uh, there was another quote that I'll, I'll kind of leave you with. And it said, we don't uh, stop moving because we get old. We get old because we stop moving. Man, right? you're full of all, you got more good lines. <laughs> I got I to go back and listen to this slow and write them all down. That's so true. Uh, just keep moving. Keep yeah, being active. Just, just whether keep it's moving. walking, whether that's right. it's doing whatever it is. That's right. Just it's life. Because the alternative is when you stop, that's when you're no longer here. Yeah, right? and I think this all goes back to, I picked up something that you said uh, in the very, very beginning about you didn't watch much football growing up. No. Which I, I took that to mean because you were outside doing it. I was outside something. doing it. I was you were outside doing, doing it. You, you yeah. weren't playing on video games. Yeah. You weren't, we, we didn't have the iPhones back then, but <clears> you, you wouldn't have yeah. used that as an option looking at yeah. YouTube videos. So, um that's a takeaway, man, to these man, kids. It, like, it, it's a huge takeaway. And, and I didn't even realize it then, but you know, you spend so much time worrying about what other people are doing. No, just you go do it. Like, do don't it. compare yourself to everybody else. Compare yourself to yourself. Like, 
just go have fun. Stop worrying about what everything else is going on. And it's yeah. hard. It's hard in today's day and age where everything is me, me, me on social media. Look yeah. at this. Look at that. That's posting right. a highlight reel of their life. That's right. It's it's hard. That's right. Uh, but you're right. Just focus on what you can control. Yeah. Um, my cousin Jared was on the podcast last week, and the, uh-huh. the two words he used were: "You can control your attitude." That's right. You control your effort. That's right. And if you, those if, are the two if you things. Do those two things. That's right. Success will follow. It definitely so, follows. That's what I'm going to add to this. Yes. Not, no. I'm just, <laughs> and I'm just pirating it from him. He said he yes. stole it from Garth Brooks. Hey. So <laughs> no, that, that is very Who true, knows? man. That is very true. And I, and I tell people, you can have a bad moment um, because things happen in life, but try not to turn that into a bad day because a bad day turns into a bad week, turns into a bad month, and it's a snowball effect. You know. And I, so I tell every day you wake up, anything that you have going on, you can look at it two ways. Do you have to do things or do you get to do things? We get to wake up. We get to go to work. We get to be a dad. Not I have to. It changes the whole outlook, man. Enjoy it. <laughs> so good. So, so good. So good. We can talk about this stuff forever, and I might have you back in a little bit to do so. But I, I, again, thank you so much for this Thanks time. Thanks for I've having me, I've learned a ton. Sir. People listening thank are going to love this. Cheers to, to your family, to, to you. all the success that you have you know, obtained and that you will continue to do. And, uh, you know, thank you. Um, People finding you online is it FootSolutions.com? Yes, FootSolutions.com. Um, yes. Any any social media handles yes. that that FootSolutions? We're on Facebook, Instagram, but the biggest is go to that website FootSolutions.com. Find the nearest store. Trust me, you will not regret it. We got you. I'm gonna be yeah. your number one spokesperson, I think, <laughs> because that's that's what I'm gonna go do next. So, anyway, Brian, thank you so much. Thank you, John. Uh, I hope everybody enjoyed this conversation as much as I did. Uh, Please don't forget to hit that subscribe button, tell a friend, and until next time, keep chopping.